Sometimes our sons can get stuck in patterns of negative behavior, and you begin to lose hope that he will ever change. You wonder, does he listen to anything I say? Will he ever grow up to be a mature, godly adult that makes rational decisions? It may be your son just needs a positive vision for his future. That's what we're going to talk about in this episode of Redeeming the Chaos. I'm your host, Laurie Christine. I am an author, a Bible teacher, a biblical parenting coach, a wife, and a mom to four boys. This is the podcast for moms who feel a bit frazzled and overwhelmed by the responsibility of raising boys. I would love for you to join me on this wild, wonderful, chaotic journey of raising courageous boys and connecting their hearts to Christ. This is our third episode in the Heart-Based Parenting series. We have been working our way through the seven tools of heart-based parenting. So far, we have talked about the tool of relationship and the tool of firmness, and you can find links to those previous episodes in the show notes or... Go to lauriechristine.com forward slash 63 for the episode on building a relationship with your son, and then lauriechristine.com forward slash 66 for the episode on firmness. Just a reminder, a heart-based parenting approach focuses on internal motivation and character development rather than a reward and punishment system. We work to train our children to obey because they have a sense of inner obligation to do the right thing. A heart-based approach considers the work of the Holy Spirit in a child's life, and ultimately, God is the one who changes the hearts of our children. If you want to listen to a more detailed explanation of heart-based parenting, listen to the first episode in this series, lauriechristine.com forward slash 63. I have been trained as a parent coach and seminar presenter through the National Center for biblical parenting. The concept of heart-based parenting was developed by the founders, Dr. Scott Taransky and Joe Ann Miller. So a lot of the content that we talk about in this episode today comes from my training from this organization. So I would just like to recap the tools that we have talked about so far. So the first tool was relationship. Building a relationship with your son will help to soften his heart and allow you to connect with him on a deeper level. It's important to connect with your son on an emotional level. That strong relationship will pave the way for you to use all the other tools that we will be talking about. The second tool that we talked about is firmness. Firmness builds character in our sons. Firmness means drawing a line in the sand and saying, we're not going past this line. The goal of firmness is to train our children. Using firmness is a great way to develop a sense of inner obligation in your child's heart and to help them learn to cooperate. And that brings us to heart-based parenting tool number three, which is visioning. So we're going to talk about visioning today. The tool of visioning will give your son perspective. It will help him focus on what could be rather than only focusing on what is right now. It gives him a character goal to work toward together with you. When we use our base parenting, we are always looking forward to the future. Imagine your son's life is kind of like a map. You're trying to help your son move from point A on the map to point B on the map. Point A is where he is now, his current attitude, behavior, etc. And point B is where you want him to go. It's the heart quality that you are working towards. 
So when we use visioning as a parenting tool, we are looking down the road of life towards point B. We want to help our son see that there is hope, that there is possibility for change. He doesn't have to stay stuck where he is right now. Sometimes our boys can't see past their current situation. They don't realize that they have the potential or the ability to change and they begin to feel hopeless. When we use the tool of visioning, we are helping our sons to see their potential in life. Now, I know some of you may be thinking, I don't think my son has any potential in life. Trust me, I have had some similar thoughts cross my mind over the years, at least in moments of frustration. I know I've thought things like, oh boy, that determination will definitely take you places in life. I just hope it's not to prison. But when we're able to help our kids see their own potential, they begin to believe that they can change and that there is hope. Of course, we continue to rely on the Holy Spirit to work in their hearts and to give us wisdom and patience as we deal with challenging behaviors. So in today's episode, we are going to talk about five different ways that you can use the tool of visioning with your son. The first way to use the tool of visioning is to point out strengths that you see in your son. You want to recognize his God-given gifts and talents and point out the strengths that you see in his life. You especially want to focus on character qualities and not just skills or abilities, but those are okay too. Say something like, God has made you strong and determined. I love that about you. And my prayer is that God will use those gifts for his glory. This can be a challenging thing to do sometimes, especially when your son's negative qualities are so overwhelming in his life right now. But think really hard and just think between the lines and think about what is it that he's actually good at? What do you see? And, and, and praise him for those, for those things that you see in his life. The second way to use visioning is to discuss challenging behaviors with your son. So I would actually sit down with him, have a little meeting together outside of a time of discipline, and say something like, hey, buddy, I've noticed that you have been struggling to blank lately. I noticed that you have been struggling to listen when I talk to you, or I've noticed that you've been struggling to be kind to your sister. This behavior is not okay in our family, and it does not show honor to God, and we are going to work on this together. I would also point out to him that strengths can be used to hurt or to heal, and maybe mention to him that you've noticed he has been using his strengths to hurt people lately rather than to help them. An example of physical strength, someone with physical strength could use that strength to punch someone or they could use that same strength to work or to to build something and use that same strength in a positive way. I think it's a really great practice to look at our kids' character qualities that you may see as negative, and they're probably using it in a negative way, and flip it around to try to see how that quality could be used in a positive way. Now, sometimes it might just be purely negative, and then in that situation, we just need to work on working towards the positive character quality. But 
there are many things where you can take that quality and turn it around and be like, look, this is actually a way you can use this trait in a good way. So for example, your child is very stubborn. He's very determined. He's always arguing with you. He always has to get his own way. You can turn that around and be like, you know, I see that you're really determined. You really work hard towards a goal. You really work hard to get what it is you want. And that could be a good quality in life. It could be a good quality when you are determined to work hard to achieve something or when you're determined to be the best you can be. But lately, I've seen you using this quality in a negative way and you're fighting against me and we need to work on that. Another one that I noticed with my son recently, one of my kids is always feeling like he's being treated unfairly. He always thinks he gets the short end of the deal. He's always looking around to see, did someone get something better than me? Did someone get something bigger than me? Who gets the biggest piece of cake? I want the biggest piece. And it feels to me like it's just discontentment, like he's just never satisfied. He's always feeling like somebody's getting something better than him. But I recently realized like he's got a really strong sense of justice. He's looking around and realizing whether it's an accurate assessment of the situation or not, but he's looking around and wanting things to be fair. He's wanting things to be fair. Now, granted, there is some selfishness involved there as well, but but looking at the world and seeing there is something unfair here and I want this to be fair and I want justice to be done, that could be harnessed into something good, you know, fighting for justice in the world, fighting for people who are oppressed and don't have as much privileges that that we may have. So anyway, so that was just one thing that that I was made aware of. I was like, oh, you know, he actually does has a have a really strong sense of justice. So if you can try to think of how that negative character quality could be used for good, how it could be used to help people instead of hurting people. The third way to use the tool of visioning is to make a plan with your son. So you want to choose a character quality to work on. Choose the positive character quality that contradicts the negative character quality. So if, for example, your child is always arguing with you, always giving you a hard time when you ask him to do something, maybe the character quality you want to choose is cooperation. You're working towards cooperation, which means doing what you're asked to do with a good attitude. Maybe the character quality you are working on is kindness, showing kindness to a sibling. So choose a character quality, and then you want to talk with your son about why this character quality is important. Why is it important to be kind to your brother? Why is it important to learn to listen and to put aside your own agenda sometimes in order to do something that you might not want to do. You can explain how these qualities will help in the future as an adult. You know, you could say something like, this is an adult skill. And now that you are however many years old, you can pick whatever age. Now that you're five years old, this is something we're going to work on. Now that you're almost a teenager, this is something we're going to work on. 
So an example of a conversation you could have with your son is, you know, I've noticed that sometimes you are so strong and determined to get your own way that you don't consider the feelings of others. I would like to work with you on developing the skill of empathy and selflessness in your life or unselfishness in your life. This is an important quality because it will help you relate to others and it will help you to be a good friend. So you can see you're casting a vision for the future. You're showing them why this is an important skill. You are coming alongside them and telling them you want to work with them on this together. And then you also want to encourage them and say, and I know that you can do this. I believe in you and I know that we can accomplish this together. Remember the roadmap that we talked about at the beginning of the episode. We're moving our child from point A, where they are now, to point B. And just a reminder, it is a journey. We're journeying with our child along this road to obedience and it's not gonna happen overnight. So don't get discouraged. Another part of making a plan would be to come up with a Bible verse that is specific to your son's situation. Maybe you could look up something together if he's a little bit older. Maybe you could give him a few choices just so he's part of the process. Be like, here's a couple verses that talk about being kind. Which one do you think would be a good one that we could memorize together or that we could talk about together? And then this verse can kind of be a reminder to him. Maybe have him write it out, maybe have him put it on his dresser or on the mirror in the bathroom, somewhere where he can remember. So just a few examples of some some verses that apply to different character qualities. So if you're working on being kind, maybe you choose Ephesians 4.32, be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another. Maybe you're working on showing honor and showing respect to others in your family. Maybe Romans 12.10 says that love, that we should love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. Maybe you're working with your son on not being lazy. Maybe you're working towards the character quality of hard work, of perseverance, of working through a job until it's finished and doing a good job and working at it with all your heart. So Colossians 3.23 might be a great verse. Work willingly at whatever you do as though you were working for the Lord rather than for people. Maybe your son is always arguing or complaining or grumbling. Maybe a good verse for him would be Philippians 2.14, do everything without complaining and arguing. And there's a whole bunch of verses about anger. Um, In Proverbs, there's a couple here, Proverbs 14.29, people with understanding control their anger. A hot temper shows great foolishness. And There's lots of other verses, lots of other situations. And if you just Google, and I mean, I do this all the time. I'll just Google Bible verses about blank, Bible verses about being kind to each other. And there's so many websites that have collected these verses and just list them. You could also go to BibleGateway.com. That's one of my favorite tools, online tools to use when I'm looking up Bible references and things like that. So then the next part of making a plan, and I know this is a little bit longer, this this one step, is to make a list of ideas how you're going to practice this particular particular character quality. So this is important because you're helping your child come up with a plan and you're giving him hope that he can change. You know, he might feel stuck. He might feel like, I don't know what to do when I'm angry other than throw things across the room. I don't know what to do when I'm 
upset with my brother because he took something that I was playing with. I don't know what to do other than punch him in the face. So you want to brainstorm with him outside of a time of discipline or outside of the, the emotion of the moment and come up with a list of things he could do. So for example, what can you do when you feel angry instead of throwing things? Well, maybe I could do jumping jacks. Maybe I could color a picture. Maybe I could take some deep breaths. Maybe I could walk away from the situation. You know, all, all sorts of things, all sorts of ideas. One of the things I always talk about with my kids, I, I always tell them like, well, did you tell them to stop? You know, they might say, he's annoying me. He keeps bothering me. So I had to hit him. Like, well, no, you didn't have to hit him. What are some things that you could do if you are annoyed with him instead of hitting him? Did you talk to him about it? Yes, I told him to stop and he still wouldn't. Okay. Did you try ignoring him? You know, that's a skill that our kids need to learn. There are annoying people in this world and sometimes you just have to tune it out and ignore it. And like, well, no, I couldn't ignore it. Okay. Well, did you try moving away? Go to another room. Remove yourself from the situation. So I kind of go through all of these steps with them. What could you do? And if you've tried all of those things, I mean sometimes my kids will say, well, yes, I did. I tried that. I went to the other room and he followed me. I'm like, well, yeah, that's that's probably true, actually. So then I tell them, okay, if you've tried all of these things and it still didn't work, you could come and talk to me about it. Come and get me involved and then I will come and help deal with the situation. That's a last resort. I don't want you coming and tattling to me and I don't want you coming and telling me every single little thing your brother's doing. But if you have worked through all of the other options, and the problem is still not solved, then come and get me rather than hitting him. That's, you know, hitting him is never a good option. And then, you know, ask your son, so what What do you think would be a good option for you? And if he can't come up with anything, if he's like, I don't know, I don't know what to do, give him some suggestions. Be like, well, here are some things. You pick a couple to put on your list. You pick some of the things. You don't have to take my ideas. If you have a different idea, put it on your list. So maybe he hits his brother again next time. Hey, remember that list that we made? Let's pull out your list and let's pick out something that you could do instead of hitting your brother. And then and then it reminds them and then maybe next time, hopefully, eventually it will start to work its way into their heads and they'll be able to respond differently in that situation. Okay, so the fourth way to use visioning as a tool with your son is to give hope. You want to communicate that you are on his team and that you're working on this together. Say something like, God will help you to work on this character quality. This isn't something that you have to do alone. I am here to help you and God can help you and he can give you strength. And I am confident that you're going to make progress in this area. And I can't wait to see how God works in your heart. There are a few great Bible verses that you could also share with him during this time. And by the way, you don't have to have all of these conversations all at once. So, you know, discussing challenging behaviors, making a plan, giving hope. These are steps and they don't, if he's getting tired of the conversation, you do not have to complete this conversation all in one sitting. You know, you can break it up over several shorter conversations, but you want to communicate. So you're communicating that you have hope that he can change. I think sometimes our kids get stuck in a rut and they 
don't see how to change and they don't even believe that they can change. So we want to give them hope that they can change and that we are walking with them on this journey. So a few Bible verses that could be encouraging for your son here. Philippians 2.13 says, God is working in you. He will give you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. Philippians 1.6 talks about God will carry on and complete the work that he has begun in you. And I'm not quoting these exactly, so feel free to go look them up. And I will also have links to the verses in the show notes. I'll have them written out for you in the show notes. Um, In Ephesians 2.10, it talks about how we are created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God has prepared in advance for us to do, that God has prepared these good works for us and he has created us to do good works. You could also talk about the hall of faith in the book of Hebrews. And if you're familiar with this chapter, it's a list of all of these people throughout history, throughout the Bible that trusted in God, that had faith in God. And it goes through all of the things that they did by faith. Abraham did this by faith. Sarah did this by faith, Joseph, by faith, Moses. So it goes through all of these people. So you could talk about this list with your son because these people were flawed. They all had sin in their lives. They all had character flaws and none of them were perfect. And yet they were listed in this hall of faith and they were commended for their faith. So For example, here's a few of the people from the list. Abraham and Isaac were both liars. Sarah laughed at God's promises. Jacob was a deceiver. Joseph was prideful. Moses was a murderer. Rahab was a prostitute. Gideon was a coward. Samson was disobedient. King David was a cheater and a murderer. And yet, all of those people were listed in this Bible passage in Hebrews 11 because of their faith. And you can go through the parts of the passage where it says all these people were still living by faith when they died. God was not ashamed to be called their God. Just because they had character flaws in their life did not mean that God rejected them. God was not ashamed to be called their God. It talks about their weaknesses were turned to strength. God turned their weaknesses into strength. I love that part of the passage. And I honestly never thought about it before, but In the context of talking with our boys about working through their weaknesses and turning them into strengths, I think this is a really great passage to point out to them. It said that the world was not worthy of these men and they were all commended for their faith. So I think that's a great encouragement to our boys. You know, they might read through the Bible and be like, oh, I could never live up to all of these people who all all had perfect lives and they all followed God faithfully and they never did anything wrong. And, and, but pointing out to them, look, look what they did. And yet God worked in their hearts and God was able to turn those weaknesses into strengths and God was able to use them and they were commended for their faith. And lastly, the fifth way that we can use visioning as a tool with our boys, is to affirm their success. We want to be sure to praise and affirm our sons whenever we see progress in the area that you're focusing on. So if you're focusing on kindness, the character quality of kindness, and you saw that your son did something kind for his sister, he, you know, she dropped something on the floor and he picked it up for her. 
It might not seem like a big deal, but make sure you point that out and make sure that you praise him for that and be like, wow, buddy, that was so kind of you and use the character quality that you're working on. I saw that you showed kindness to your sister when you picked up that spoon for her and you know, he might be like, no, I wasn't. I wasn't being kind. <laughs> you know, he, my kids have done that. They don't want to admit that they actually did the right thing sometimes. I don't know why. But anyway, so you want to point out when you see progress in that area. So another example, wow, I noticed that you let your brother choose which TV show to watch this morning. That was showing kindness and putting others before yourself. One of the things we want to do is to encourage approximately right behavior. As we're getting started working on these character qualities with our kids, it might seem like they have a long way to go. It's not going to happen overnight. You know, the, the road to point from point A to point B in some kids is really long. And you might be looking down that road thinking, are we ever going to get there? But you want to encourage any tiny little success you see along the way towards that goal. So you want to encourage approximately right behavior, approximate right behavior, even if it's not entirely correct. So for example, hey buddy, last time you got angry for an hour and this time you were only angry for 20 minutes. That's great. You're making progress in this area. I can see that you're really working hard to control your temper. Now inside, you might be thinking, he was still furious and throwing a fit for 20 minutes, but you're like, well, hey, last time it was 30 minutes, now it was only 20, we're making progress, and, and point that out to him, because our kids need that encouragement and that, that affirmation that they are making progress and they are moving in the right direction. You want to encourage small steps in the right direction. Don't wait for perfection before you affirm him, because success breeds success. When we allow our kids, when we allow our boys to see their success, even if it's minor, this will give him hope that he can change and that he can make progress in this area. Another example, hey buddy, last time you hit your brother when he took your toy away from him and this time you only screamed at him. That's progress. Let's keep working in this area. I'm really proud of you for controlling your body and not hitting your brother. And I know you can do it and I know we can continue to make progress. So you can kind of see in these situations like it wasn't perfect. You're still not. It's still not OK that he screamed at his brother. But you want to affirm the small steps in the right direction. Practice makes progress. We are not working towards perfection here. None of us will achieve perfection before we get to heaven. So just look for progress. Look for areas of growth and how they are moving towards that goal. And don't expect perfection overnight. Well, and as, as I said, don't ever expect perfection. But don't even expect progress overnight necessarily. It does take time and just look for those small steps in the right direction. One other thing that is beneficial when we are affirming success in our kids and when we are encouraging encouraging them and pointing out things that we have seen in their lives that are good and we've seen growth in their lives, this is a great opportunity to teach our kids how to accept a compliment. A lot of times, I mentioned earlier, you give your kids a compliment and they want to deny it. They're like, no, I didn't. I, I wasn't 
I, I wasn't being kind. You know, they don't want to they don't want to admit that they were doing something good, and they just I think they get embarrassed sometimes, and they don't really know what to do with that attention, or they don't know what to do with that affirmation. So, teaching your kids, hey, when someone says something kind to you, or when someone gives you a compliment, just smile and say thank you. You don't have to explain it away. You don't have to make up excuses. You don't have to brag about it. You know, just smile and say thank you and give the, give the praise to God. You know, give, give God the glory for, for what he is doing in your heart. Well, that brings us to the end of our five ways to use visioning with your child. And I hope that that was helpful. Just a reminder, you can go back and listen to our previous two episodes on heart-based parenting tools. We had an episode on firmness and an episode on building relationships. And that was episode 63 and episode 66. And I'll have links to those in the show notes. Now, a while ago, some of you may remember that I held a book giveaway for boys, books for boys. And there were nine different books that we were giving away. And I never officially announced the winner on the podcast. And I real I apologize for that. But I did contact Liesl from South Africa. And she was the winner of our nine books for boys. I am so excited. Liesl, if you're listening, I'm so excited for you to get those books and to read them with your boys. And then Carrie, Carrie, if you are listening, and I sent you an email, Carrie, but I haven't heard back from you yet. So check your email if you are Carrie and you're listening to this. Carrie had 91 entries into the contest. So that means she really worked hard at sharing and promoting the giveaway with friends and family. And so I am very appreciative for Carrie doing that. So Carrie, thank you. Please reach out to me, Carrie, laurie at lauriechristine.com because I have a free book for you as well. And lastly, I just want to remind you all about my Easter devotional book for families. It is called Come and See. And Easter is coming up just around the corner. It is only a couple weeks away. And if you have not yet downloaded your copy of Come and See, it is not too late. Just go to easterstory.faith and you can download your free ebook, Come and See, 30 Family Bible Stories for Easter. Now, I do have some reading plans available for you to download, and they will just be included when you download the book, or actually, I guess you'll get an email with links to those reading plans. One of the reading plans is just a one-week reading plan. So if you're listening to this and feeling like it's too close to Easter or you won't have time, that's totally fine. You can still download it and do the the one-week reading plan. And hey, you know, it is okay to read about Jesus' death and resurrection after Easter. You know, this is kind of a, an important event in the life of the church and the life of Christians. So it's totally fine to start now and just go for 30 days after Easter. That is totally okay. So anyway, so go to easterstory.faith to download your free copy of Come and See. Oh, and something new for this year, which I mentioned before, but I just want to point this out. I have an audio version of Come and See. And this is a great resource to listen to, you know, with your kids in the car. My kids even like listening to it, even though it's me reading it. They want me to play the audiobook so they can listen to me reading it on the phone instead of me reading it in person. But whatever. Anyway, you can find a link to the audiobook as well at easterstory.faith. 
Thank you so much for joining me for this week's episode of Redeeming the Chaos. You can find the show notes for this episode at lauriechristine.com forward slash 68. You can download your free copy of Come and See, 30 Family Bible Stories for Easter at easterstory.faith. And I hope you have a wonderful time together as a family as you prepare your hearts for the celebration of our risen Savior.